you, you have to try and eat healthier. You are getting fat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Lay Film Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Richie, and here are my other co-hosts. Evan. Tyler. And we're here today to talk about um, some of our favorite movies and some gems in the cinematic film industry. And yeah, this is going to be our third episode in which we talk about um, a movie that we've seen in theaters and today we are going to talk about everything everywhere all at once directed by the daniels uh daniel kwan and daniel shiner and the movie stars michelle yo as an aging chinese immigrant swept up an insane adventure where she alone can save what's important to her by connecting with the lives she could have led in other universes So, yeah, um, before we start, uh, what have you guys been up to? Like, should we talk about anything? Any updates? Uh, I almost, I felt like I was gonna get murdered earlier. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, picking up a portable air conditioner unit because, uh, my place that I'm in, the AC is awful. Uh, so I messaged somebody on like Marketplace, whatever, decided to go out there, pick it up. I'm like, okay, this isn't too far away. I'm like driving out to Rio Linda. There's only like one road that leads into it. Probably two, I don't know. But it leads out to like this complete desolate area that's just completely removed from Sacramento. Or it feels like it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so right away, I feel like I'm like, oh man, I can feel the hatred (laughs) in the air. You sure about your six-shooter? You're like, you're in a western. Exactly. Like, I'm driving, like, my my fucking electric car, like... (laughs) (laughs) And so, um... The further and further I get out on this long stretch of road, uh, I just see suburbia disappear and then it just builds up into like this this ranch style of homes where like houses are like spaced apart by like 200 feet, whatever. And so I go down this long road, reach a dead end. Some hills have a right. Exactly. Whoa. And then I go down another road and get to the very dead end. And I'm like, of course, this is the house that it's at. Why Uh-oh. wouldn't it be like this is going to be the place that I die at just for an, an air conditioner unit. And like, so I go up and then like this lady, she's like, oh, yeah, just pull up to the porch. Like, oh, <laughs> OK. And then like I look inside and it literally looks like it was a former meth lab. Like there was like all the windows were open. There was no screens on them. Everything was just on the ground. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just uh, moving right now. And like I get the air conditioner unit and this thing is just covered in bugs and like dust and everything. And uh, luckily, uh, I I didn't die. Um, I just loaded did you get it, it up. And drove off. Did you get it a, on a good deal? I did, which is the only say, thing that made it worth it. Deal at least. I did. Like once I once I saw the photo of it, um, like and I saw the price that it was going for online. It was like half off, and I'm like, okay, this thing is filthy. But you probably you probably could have <laughs> bartered too. You probably could have been like, you know what? Take fifty off that for all the bugs on that shit. Dude, what's funny is that as I loaded it in, a giant spider crawled off of it into my car. And then the lady was like, oh, yeah, do you need help with it? I'm like, no, I'm just trying to get a spider out of my car right now. Like a massive country spider. Did you get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. I like flung it Did you befriend it, it too? And, oh, okay. You know, I've been and doing that a lot pet. lately. I've been doing that a lot lately um, in terms of like uh, finding bugs in my house. Because, you know, it's getting hotter and whatnot. Um, so, you know, there's bound to be some more critters inside. So I, I just, I, I recognize that they want a nice home, but at the same time, I'm like, sorry, fella, 
I just got to relocate you. So I don't kill him. I just re relocate him. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm killing a fucking... I'm killing him. Big <laughs> <laughs> ass like, like, Black Widow in my house. Fuck you. You're getting stuffed. <laughs> oh, <on>. yeah. <laughs> you are not getting repurposed. Maybe if it's like, nah, never mind. If it's a ladybug, maybe. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I don't have the stones to kill a ladybug. I let shower spiders hang out as long as they're not above where I stand. <laughs> yeah, I don't outright kill spiders unless they pose a threat. <laughs> unless they're coming if, right at me. If you have fur or venom, <laughs> you're dying. <laughs> if you're ugly enough or if dead. you're bigger than a quarter if you're bigger than a quarter you're fucking dead <laughs> sorry unless it's like a daddy long leg like you could be a 50 cent piece daddy long leg I won't kill you but yeah any other type of spider bigger than a quarter dead I love your rationale on how to like who would exterminate and who, who stays safe like... well at my work um I have to like pick up some stuff from delivery and it never fails. Every time I go to open it, there's just a black widow in there uh, just chilling. <laughs> Dude, is somebody trying to assassinate you? What? Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't leave, know. Like a black widow in there. It's like, yeah, it's I'm going to get him this time. It's probably from that Robert, Egg Robert Eggers hot take I ha had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you, Kevin, you should probably lay low. <laughs> I gotta I gotta disappear into uh like go into the wilderness of Iceland. No, because that's where he'll find me. Yeah. I feel like I've read, yeah, he's I've read forty he's, history books about Icelandic seals culture. I've he's I've waiting for you. At the top of the gates of hell on the volcano. Yep. And this will be part two of our Northman review. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I'm I'm excited that we're reviewing everything everywhere because like we've yeah we've been watching original movies and watching original movies in theaters and um, like you mentioned before, Kevin, like this is a really great period in our lives where we're getting more and more original content and i just hope that we continue to like see those movies and support them so that we'll get more instead of us you know getting some rehash of another thing or yeah having to watch 15 movies to understand one movie let's just have original stories and yeah take it one by one you know <clears throat> so yeah, um, let's talk about everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I would like to start off by reading a review that my friend uh, wrote to me because I, I took him to go see it last week and he knew nothing ab about it really. And um, yeah, this is what he had to say. Uh, I think it was a fun exploration of nihilism and Asian tradition. They covered what it's like to not be accepted by your family because of life choices that go against family customs and negative ripple effects those rejections can have on the one being rejected as well as those around them overall it was a fun a little creepy and heartwarming at the end when all of the family members learned to accept each other um anyway yeah, i don't want to go to on uh with spoilers ish but um yeah, that was like my friend's impression, and I was like, man, I think he really stated it um, perfectly there. And so I think that sort of sums up kind of my thoughts on how I felt about the film, too. But I would also want to know what everyone else thought, and what are your first impressions? Um... For me, it's been a little bit since I've seen this, but I watched it twice in theaters, which is rare for me. And I just remember when I first came out the theater watching this movie, 
I was like on a high. I felt like I watched a completely original movie and I was so enthralled and invested in it and it just gave me everything. It was funny, it was emotional, it was dramatic. There was action. I didn't even realize I was going to be watching an action movie when I came into this. Like, an awesome action movie, too. Um, but yeah, I just, just first impressions for sure. Just, I was just, yeah, I was blown away by this movie. For sure. One of, I would say, I think I remember saying when I came out to theater at the time, I forget who, I, did I watch it with you, Richie? Did we go together? I think you watched it with your cousin, right? Eli? Oh, I went to see The Northman with you. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 But um, I was saying, I remember saying after I'd watched it that I was like, wow, this is, I think the best I felt coming out of a movie theater. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't even remember. I would say maybe, yeah, it's been a long time. Since, like, as a kid, coming out of, like, Star Wars or something. Right. I don't even know. Because nowadays, when I get exposed to an amazing movie, honestly, it's not even in theaters. Like, I'm watching it at my house from, from the podcast or whatever, whether it's Confessions or anything else that we've done. Those movies I usually end up watching at home, you know? But, yeah. First impression, I freaking dug, dig this movie. Yeah, I just love the fact that seeing this film gave you the this like underdog vibe, in which uh, Michelle Yeoh stars in a film in which she believes is a role of a lifetime and is probably twenty or thirty years overdue. Um. Because she has roles in Hollywood, but I don't think she's ever had a role as prominent or as significant as this one. And she's able to show like some of her um, action um, and and st stunt, like uh, her stunt work, and what she used to do back in Hong Kong when she like really blew up. And she's just showing how much of a multifaceted. Um, and talented actress she is. And um, yeah, she really kicks a lot of ass in this film, playing multiple versions of herself and showing uh, that she has a massive range. And yeah, I just love that the, the Daniels exude a uh, similar energy because um, their previous works, uh, Swiss Army Man, uh, it was so weird. It was so strange and quirky. It kind of prepared me for a film like this. And yeah, that's that's my impression. Should we get into our ratings? And then we're just gonna spoil the heck out of the movie. Anyone wanna go first? I always go first. I'm not going first this time. <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, what's the lowest we've ever given anything? Uh, a five. <laughs> I I think the lowest. This. I think the lowest we've ever given, honestly, is probably like a. 1.75 was it really what man i don't even know if we've gone below two i don't think we've gone below two well we're doing it now i'll give this a one out of respect for james hawk damn he gave it a one i did not pick up anything this movie was putting down i uh i did not enjoy the philosophy I didn't enjoy the set pieces. I felt like this is the perfect encapsulation of what movies have become and everything wrong with them. 
I, I, I kept thinking. Of, <laughs> I kept thinking of the word simulacra a lot, and uh, the absence of content that is subjugated and fulfilled with referential pieces that is actually not of any substance or subjectivity. It is literally just a reference of a reference, or the reference for the sake of a reference. It has no inherent meaning and value to me as a viewer. Uh, I did enjoy parts. I like the part where she fought with the shield. I did like the choreography. I do like the actors. Especially James Hong, who I have met in person, which is really cool. And I know he came back for this film. You met him in person? I You're gonna one, one out of five his ass? I... <laughs> Damn. Hey, that's why I got a one. A lowest possible score on lay film record? And you met the guy in person? <laughs> it's just this film. The boss. Not... <laughs> this film didn't I I this film did not reach me at all, and I was extremely frustrated watching it. This is why yeah. I love Pat. This is why I love Pat, because he's got no goddamn shame throwing out a one out of five. <laughs> so we recorded this movie or this podcast before, and we had technical difficulties. I originally gave it a five out of five. After hearing Pat? <laughs> 1.5 out of five. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm still going to stick to my out. five out of five, dude. I think you make a good point, though, Pat, if, like, this is where movies are headed to today, where it's just everything, everywhere, all at once, maybe? Okay. I don't know. I don't know, okay. but I just enjoyed the I ride mean, that I was put on, and I felt I, like it was a I, unique experience. So that's my reasoning for my five. Well, yeah, I can fully honestly, concede that. And, and also, also the uh, just like I got on my feels like the whole in the mood for love. I know whatever they're just touching, like they're just kind of biting off it. But that in the mood for love scene, I don't want to get into spoilers, I guess, but it's not really a spoiler. You guys know what I'm talking about. I just loved that yes. that little touching part and. Yeah, I just thought it was a good blend of being funny, action, emotional. It was a real fun ride. But Pat, you make you make good points too. Yeah, uh, I, like I want to I want to hear you go more. I want to I want to just pull <laughs> on. I'll do that in the spoilers. Be sure to stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think you're, you're wrong in what you said, Patrick. But like, you know how this is where movies are headed, in a way. But like, I think that's a, I think that's more of a compliment, in my opinion, because, I mean, this movie is about, you know, how we have ADHD now yeah. when it comes to consuming media. I mean, this is, this is even what the, one of the directors said, Daniel Kwan, saying he got diagnosed with ADHD um, while doing this film. And um, I, I guess I kind of half, half agree, half disagree with, with your point because, um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a movie like this, and I think it's just so unique. And um, I don't know. It definitely hit me. I mean, it, it felt relatable to me, and even some of the harsher moments, like I felt that arc, especially with um, the character Joy. And she goes through who's I thought um Stephanie Shu playing Joy um was really great and even Kehui Kwan who came out of like twenty years of retirement to take on this role that he was like born for. And um yeah, I mean he he took on this role and he only came out of retirement because, you know, he had the opportunity to do it. And yeah, I didn't see any of his previous works in Indiana Jones and The Goonies, but like, it's really upsetting when I, you know, saw his interview and how like, after those roles, like he barely got any auditions because there wasn't anything for Asian actors at that time. So like, 
I don't know, just everything about it was such an underdog feeling for me. So, yeah. But hey, I respect it, Pat. I respect that uh, you're willing to just put that out there. I could see this movie being very divisive amongst uh, moviegoers. However, it's received a bunch of recognition in terms of like its originality and uh, its its messages and its scope of and, and ambition. Um, but I can, like I was saying, I, I felt like there was a bit of a division in myself while watching the movie. On one end, I could see myself seeing all of the pieces that made up this movie from all of the influences that it unashamedly you know incorporated into it for better or worse uh however on the other end i could see it being like i could see myself commending it for its ambition and for you know all of the you could tell that this was like a labor of love and I like there's so many points that you have all brought up that I find myself agreeing with. However, I still feel like this movie is one of my more ambivalent watches because, like I said, on one hand, there were lots of bits that I that I found myself not enjoying. However, there were other bits that came through at very surprising moments. Um, uh, I want to say in the beginning of the movie, it, I was I was in for it. But then about three quarters or about two thirds of the way into it, or no, it was it was soon after that opening part where it started to lose me very quickly. And up until about like the two third part, I sort of checked out from the movie. It felt like it was way too long. Uh, it, like even the points of like the ADHD uh, style, I mean, like where it, where it feels like um, moviegoers don't have enough attention span to pay attention to like longer sequences or like whatever what have you it felt like it would purposely transition from one point that was being made into an entirely different one in order to sort of cover its tracks and i felt myself not enjoying that aspect of the movie um there was a points in the movie where I found it to be very endearing, like moments between characters, um, even just the execution of the dynamics that were that were seen between every single one, it felt authentic in in uh, certain moments that yeah, I, I like I said, very divisive for me. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 2.75 um yeah i i really enjoyed what it was going for however it felt like a very big stepping stone into a deeper pool and i'm very glad that this movie is getting a bunch of recognition because it's very very accessible i i personally feel in terms of uh exploring uh matters of like time and space on on film and seeing it sort of like constellate into like these connect the dots moments of like oh what's this uh choice gonna lead into next and it, it's a movie that is best experienced in theaters purely for the sound and and scope of it all so if it's still playing in a theater near you go check it out but it it was not for me entirely i'm still sitting on it Yeah, um, <clears throat> in terms of box office, um, this film had a kind of a limited release at first and because of the uh, word of mouth and just how many people are seeing it now as it's uh, getting more um, show times. Um, yeah, I think it's good for a film like this being that it's an indie film on like a $25 million budget. Um, and it's going to be A24's like highest grossing film eventually. Not not right now, but I think it will be. Um, yeah, the fact that it's like not really dropping right now at the box office, uh, it really speaks to how much it resonates with people right now. And um, yeah, it certainly resonated with me. And I'm giving it a five out of five. 
Um, yeah, I just love this movie. Just seeing it for the third time um, still gave me the same the same laughs. I laughed over the same jokes again. Like it's really fun, and I really feel like it's monumental. And like this isn't a movie that just uh, comes around often. And um, yeah, and Michelle's Michelle Yeoh. I think she's going to get a lot more recognition now um, if she if she hasn't already. Anyway, with that being said, uh, let's just get right into spoilers. And it collapsed in on itself. Because <laughs> you see, when you really put everything on a bagel, it becomes this. Come on. Come on, Evelyn. The truth. What is the truth? Nothing matters. Oh, John. You don't believe that? Feels nice, doesn't it? If nothing matters, then all the pain and guilt you feel for making nothing of your life goes away. Into a bagel. And yeah, do a deep dive into this film. Um, I have to say, I do know another friend that hated this film too, and he didn't appreciate the uh, the butt plug jokes in particular. I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was funny. The butt plug scene had me laughing the hardest, <laughs> for sure. I liked when they first introduced the little trophy. Like I got like a chuckle out of my mind. But then whenever, yeah. when it, when it re, re, <laughs> when it returned, I was like, I feel like I'm watching a simulation. I don't like this. Feels like an AI wrote the movie. I am losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that I mean I have plenty of friends who joke about stuff like that. It's not about the joke. <laughs> and the they're not AIs. I know, but it feels it it feels like it's I not literally AI, it, it just feels it feels it so It had a Jackie Pan combined with like a three stooges moment for me, in my opinion, when it came to that part. That's but that's but it feels like it feels like it feels like an amalgamation of references, and there's no, there's nothing there. <laughs> it it gives me like, like such a weird feeling. I'm <laughs> still thinking on it. I think it's just the wildness of the whole situation is that they're going for for the comedy. Yeah, but even like like the daughter and the like their relationships feel like simulations. It feels like it. It feels like living tropes. It doesn't feel like it's uh, it's it's a new perspective or it's a new anything. It just feels like I get that. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like so many universes. I'm talking about like the central characters, like interactions. But yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, a lot of their interactions too are in like all these different universes, to where it is almost like a simulation, right? I agree. I agree with that too. But I, I guess at the same time, I don't know. It still, it still struck something in me to where, like I, I'm thinking of that rock, like the rock scene, where it's just subtitles and the whole movie goes quiet, and we're just reading a conversation between Joy and her mom. And I, I was laughing at one point, and then like damn near. Like tearing up or not, but yeah, tearing up and I don't know. I just thought that was a uh, that was pretty original. I was like, dang, I feel like I've never seen that before in a movie. To where it struck me, struck me like that.
Yeah, it's pretty awe-inspiring. I mean, the fact that they only had, uh, I believe they only had seven VFX artists on the film. Um, it was it was definitely a like a D, DIY kind of feel based on um, the interviews that the the directors gave and um, how they all just self-taught each other how to do um, some of these scenes and, and all these like really great visual effects. And I felt like the filmmaking itself, even if the story doesn't get you like, at least in my opinion, you can appreciate some of the visuals that they're throwing out there for, for a movie that didn't cost a lot to make. And it makes itself look grander than the budget itself. Um, I don't know. I always have a, a, I'm starting to do this thing now where like I, I kind of rate movies higher or at least like I have more um, criticism for movies that have higher budgets because like there's just so much more that you, you do with that money and like, I don't know. I, I don't want to fault a movie that's only 25 million for like not being even more great in, in scope like for something that like I know that they can't do, you know, they're not going to do this whole like epic battle scene with Evelyn and Joy and they have like a bunch of, um, you know, a massive army like, you know, on each side and thousands of arrows in the sky. But um, yeah, just for what it was, like it, it really created like this world that I, I could really believe. And um, yeah, I mean, even the dynamic, like Evelyn calling her daughter like straight up like she just insults her and calls her fat and she needs to get healthy like you know i felt that like you know i felt like that's kind of how my family is like in a way and yeah there's just some little like nuances in that kind of uh culture and tradition that i, I definitely related to as well and when they talked about it like in such a way like i really got it um I can rant more. Uh, <laughs> the uh, what did you Evelyn, think of Michelle Yeoh? I don't, I don't think I've heard your opinion of her. I I think she's I, again I, I I don't hold this film against any actor in it. <laughs> They're not to be blamed. Uh, hey, but you, you give it one though for uh, James Hong, right? I I he he lifts it over. <laughs> but uh. I, again, I I like I like Michelle as an actress. I, I want to see her in, I want to see other stuff, especially her kung fu movies. I believe you said she's in some of the older ones. But uh, I was gonna rant about her character Evelyn, and like the 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 significance of this one Evelyn is because of like her. She she's like a she's an alienated. She's she's failed at everything. She's the the universe that Devlin we stay with through the film is like the one that's like the uh, the least successful, the less whatever stuff, right. the less the least paths traveled from all the rest. But she's like the center point in that way. And uh, yeah, something about the something about her character being that. And I'll, I was like, I'm picking up on like, oh, like, this is like, you know, like, you know, this is uh, it's reflective of us. The the, the postmodern existence, the alienated individual, the, the dissatisfied foreigner in their own body. They don't feel like they have a soul anymore. I was like, OK, are they are they but they take that and they make that like. They make that her superpower. And I'm like, oh, this is like, a, I don't know if they're what they're doing on purpose but like there's like there's commentary there to be made but they're spinning it into like a superhero aspect where like my superpower is being the most alienated and i'm actually special and i'm like oh my god this is uh we don't have souls no more <laughs> I, I i i was having a panic attack at certain points this <laughs> maybe i'm just going <laughs> crazy but i'm sure that's what it is 
But this film <laughs> did not help me in that regard. So, you don't like believe in reincarnation or like many different souls or anything like that? I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our current existence. And mm -hmm. again, touching on the like, maybe there's like the nihilistic aspects of the film and all the other stuff where it's, I, the, I didn't pick up on its philosophy except for like very conventional love aspect, which is which is very important and potent, but the film lacks the weight of that message. And then it's just the, not not pastiche, but like the it just feels like ref, self-referential stuff that takes away from everything. Uh, some absurdist aspects, which is uh, a very hit or miss form of comedy to me and then uh no i don't I, I i the mythos of the universe the film creates uh i can't take it seriously because it doesn't take itself seriously but it's it's doing the absurdist thing of well actually it's intelligent for us not taking ourselves seriously and i'm like what do you well why would i take you seriously and like oh we're all just dust in the space and there's our we're insignificant in the whole universe and maybe even alternate dimensional universes but okay, that's but what are you saying about that? No, oh, we gotta have love. It's, oh, that's that's the bare minimum in idealized structuring of philosophy, or I don't know. I'm 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 literally losing it on air. We're recording me descending into madness. But <laughs> 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 well, yeah, the, the, I, I I when the bagel showed up, I I. I, I knew it. I was just gonna say. I was gonna ask you about the everything bagel. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, stop!" <laughs> what are you saying? I, you know, it. I get it. You don't believe that has significance or symbolism? I don't believe they believe it has significance, and I feel insulted for their lack of belief. <laughs> I totally I get that. that. Uh, I get that though, Have because you, that, even that scene, she's like. See, when you put everything on a bagel, <laughs> and it's like it was pretty dramatic, and she's talking about, like, yeah. I don't this know. Isn't, yeah. well, this isn't three colors. Yeah, story. I mean, that's why Evelyn, like, that's why Evelyn, like, is so mean to her because, you know, she decides to get fat eating bagels because she, her mother would, like, never accept her. Like, her lifestyle or, like, like her body you know yeah. no, or I, like I, having that autonomy I, like i could appreciate the details of like the interconnectionness of everything narratively but it just it 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 lacks payoff like when she's doing the rakakuni early mm -hmm. on and then when it shows up later i was like oh it's like uh it's like a, that was like a little foreshadowing that she's like inherently already connected to all these alternates versions of mm -hmm. herself because she's like she's completely getting the movie wrong it's like oh she's actually remembering the alternate universes ragaguni like, okay I, I i get that but the whole thing's payoff the payoff happens when she grabs that guy's hair at the end and she steps on the shoulders to fight i did like that part mm -hmm. okay. yeah that was great <laughs> well, i was like yeah, but like their interactions about the bagel or when she's telling her she's getting fat it feels like she's like I am AI-generated uh, immigrant mother who is harsh to daughter character. Daughter character is I am I am a, a non-traditional sexual orientation daughter character who rebels against uh, paternal characters. And then her Evelyn's father felt like I am AI-generated. Uh, patriarchal society old grandfather character and I do not approve but actually I have a deep love for you and that's I I felt like I was going insane watching this movie I'll keep saying that because I I couldn't believe the characters I thought I was seeing stuff like that not literally obviously I'm not that crazy but they didn't feel like they were <laughs> fully yeah I'm sorry to hear that Patrick hey I didn't make the movie this <laughs> is <laughs> I heard Swiss Army Man's really good. 
It uh, is, and it, it's definitely. I don't. I don't know if you'll like it though, because they go all in on that one too. Is is it nothing but references the whole time, or is it like a unique thing? That may be more inclined to like it. Um, I'll let you decide on that one. <laughs> it's good though. I like it, but I like this film better. But like they know how to make films. I think they're a duo to watch in the future. And um, I don't know. I'm really interested. I wonder if they're gonna go just if they're just like this all the time. I mean, I know one of the directors directed um, the death of Dick Long. supposed to be like a dark comedy uh, even the title itself sounds fucking ridiculous but um yeah i don't know maybe i don't know if you'll feel this similar to their works but um yeah maybe it's i don't know it just worked for me i don't really like I don't know. It just made me really invigorated. And like, I have, I don't know, more to look forward to. And um, yeah, just Wayman being that hope and like helping her, Evelyn, um, be able to like learn how to love differently too. Because she always felt really cold and, and distant, like even towards him. Uh, and yeah, like not just to her daughter, but like, yeah, to everyone. and. I think she really felt that because of um, yeah, her relationship with her dad and I don't know, maybe something about it just like, I just really felt all of those things. I felt like I've had similar circumstances and decisions that I had to make and I don't know, feeling like really dumb, you know, trying to like communicate like with my with my family and you know in my own native tongue and realizing how much like that doesn't work for me or i understand like they they know that i can't speak it like that beginning part like i really felt that and yeah i don't know all the matrix and terminator and um mad max references or like or even yeah they do some crazy stuff, like some jackass level stuff. And um, yeah, I like that they embrace the silliness. And yeah, and even though they embrace that, it doesn't mean that they're, I don't know, in my opinion, I don't think like they're not taking it seriously. Like, I think they take this film very seriously. And I think they're just like, hey, this is our way of having fun and it's humorous to us. Yeah, I, I can certainly uh, see how this movie has or will impact a lot of viewers to come. Uh, there's there's a lot of positive messages in it. Um, and it's definitely incredibly creative. Like I could see it being very influential as well um and its own way of capturing it, its influences like that's pretty much like what art is it's just like the amalgamation of what influences us put down onto some larger entity of like whatever vision it is that we have or like any piece of expression and that's like what i was thinking about during this movie like i just sort of like drifted off into my own head at a certain point and was just thinking about like, you know, every movie is just about like love. And if you really, I don't know, like, cause even like the, the effort that's put into it just on, which it, it's kind of weird even talking, bringing up like, or talking about like this sort of thing in regards to movies, like the relationship between creator and like creation. It's such a, like, should that be talked about in tandem with the art piece? I don't know. But it is anyway. Um, I, I feel like the art piece should stand on its own. And the the thing that I kind of feel 
once again ambivalent about is like just the the derivativeness of it all like it just all like it was touched upon earlier but it seemed like it was trying to do like a stranger things type thing where it pulls all of these influences that only is relevant to people who are aware of pop culture and like 50 years down the road like they'll see like whoever let's say that somebody watches this movie and then they're like oh yeah that cool scene with uh with uh those those people in like the uh in, like hong kong and like uh, or even like the terminator terminator thing it's like like it just and i guess that's like a testament to time itself it's like everything will wither away like the message of you know nothing matters in this movie it, it does have a bunch of nihilistic points which I commend it for uh, showing that that apathy and this inclination towards nihilism that I'm sure a lot of people are having nowadays, especially with so many looming threats uh, waiting waiting on the outskirts of like society that are already like in they're already like entrenched. Um, but at the same time, I I feel like. It's it's all a good starting point, uh, I because I, like how often does nihilism get like brought up in like uh, mass media? It it isn't really. I mean, like it, it's probably touched upon. Like there's elements of it, but this movie definitely brings it to the forefront of the conversation because it's it's a very deadly form of thinking, in my opinion. Um, I myself had a very serious bout of nihilism. I want to say of about like five or eight years ago. And it's very difficult to come out of that mode of thinking because once you've reached the point where nothing matters, like there is no meaning in anything really, um, you kind of lose your own internal meaning. And like, to me, that that's, I don't know. I could go on some tangent about meaning, but I'm not going to, um, but yeah, it's it, this movie just feels like a very good starting point for that for that kind of conversation, and and it really excels in being able to present this material in a very fun environment. Uh, in I I commend the filmmakers for making this and for making it as uh, accessible to audiences as could be because it's like. When people are in a relaxed state, they're more likely to converse with whatever messages is being told to them on a subconscious level, on a superficial level, everywhere in between, pretty much. Um, and I hope that whoever you know this movie does speak to, it gets them to explore that feeling a bit more. Um, and I feel like anything that does that that urges you to continue on long after the movie is over, I think it's well worth watching. Um, but in my own personal opinion, I I think that there were so many moments in the movie that could have been... Like, to me, this, this movie felt like a microfilm stretched out way past, like, a normal feature film. There were so many moments that were... That were touched upon that were like a sort of like a one note thing that kept repeating and recurring uh to the point where it just lost its luster to me like so many of the jokes that got me to like chuckle like by the fourth or fifth time that it was brought up again i was just uh like oh like just over it at that point and even at the climax where it, it felt very preachy to me um which don't get me wrong, like I, I enjoy like movies that are very that can be explicit in their messaging, but it felt like it was going on for way too long, um, where it it felt like an anime, like a live action anime movie, where uh, it's like you expand upon one single sequence that could probably be like done in the span of like two minutes, but it's stretched out to like twenty minutes now. Um, and that's, to me, that's a, that's a huge, hugely ambitious thing to do, uh, to, 
you know, take on that daunting challenge of expanding that moment to really magnify it and explore it for all it's worth. Once again, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who enjoyed that, but it was just not for me. Um, I, I definitely get what Pat was saying about the simulation because it and like the bit about uh, this feeling like it could have been like an AI generated script, like off of like some discussion boards of like uh, writing prompts on a uh, Reddit. And I think that I'm just kind of jaded by the whole multiverse trend that's been going on for a while now like i feel like that's gonna eventually like take over from for whatever current trends there are and it's like it's cool that we're starting to explore that stuff more but at the same time i feel like that's it's it's posing as like a form of existentialism when really it's it's only dipping its toe in it um which once again is why i feel very ambivalent about it because it's like that's great but at the same time that's i I'm, i worry that that's where people are going to end that exploration they're like oh yeah i got you know i i'm smart i, I like this movie and that's kind of like where it stops like that's my biggest worry about it um it's like it's like feeling like you've reached the bottom of the cave when really there's like a whole other cavern lurking just beneath like the you know if you go past another bend or something like that it's like explore it for for all that you can and like reap as much meaning as you can out of these things because it's like that's that's all we have you know they're they're turning and looking at the sign of a tree in the cave they're not climbing out and looking at a real tree and going like, exactly exactly pat like that's and once again like as you were saying, Pat, like this is not dogging any of the the actors or like any of the people who put their like poured their hearts into this movie. It just it seems like I, I'm just worried. I'm worried about it. Well, I'm for show convinced. No. That I'm easily malleable, dude. I'm a simulation. I'm a part of the program. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fully synced in. You're, I'm fucked. <laughs> you're not fucked. You, you, you're, you're more sane than probably the rest of us. I got the. <laughs> it's your blessing. I'm in the matrix, dude. I got all the plugs in my body. They're all in my shoulders, no, on my spine. Yeah, and the back plugs too. You got a great life. I got Tyler. one on my butt. I got one on my butt. <laughs> I think, I think, Tyler, you have the most secure and progressing life so you don't have time to obsess and neurotically yeah, panic just just live a good like life yeah. live a good life you're living the good <laughs> life i'm over here obsessing over nothing <laughs> that's why <laughs> i can have these hateful takes on this film <laughs> hey hey does that mean i don't obsess or obsess over nothing <laughs> no, tyler has a tyler has a wife he has a family a, wife, a house <laughs> you guys got a family <laughs> I don't have kids. Yeah, but you got a dog. I do have a dog, dude. And you got a cat? Yeah. I got a cat, too. I do got a little family. A little pet family. I wouldn't, yeah. The only thing I'm knocking is the collective society. Yes. It resonates with. Yes. It's, it's uh, like, what, uh, got, it's what like, do you have against me, I bet? The collective society. That's me included <laughs> and you. <laughs> and the systems that force people in Africa to cut their hands ripping lithium out of the core of the earth <laughs> not nihilistically but what is it all for and I'm obsessive and irrationally drive myself crazy trying to answer that question I feel and this movie feels like a direct attack on my mental degradation they Collapse. <laughs> I see it and I just see uh, the specter of an evil ghost planting itself in our whole culture. Or not like a. Itself, but from. Like Brave New World? Not even that. It's just. Like satiating with pleasure? Just like the death of what I am familiar with and I enjoy. 
cinematically. Well, Patrick, are you glad that you didn't pay money to see it though? <laughs> I, I, uh, maybe. <laughs> I try with films. I money's very secondary, especially the. Like, uh, when you mentioned the budgets, Richie, I always fall back on, in my mind, like, Killer of Sheep was, what, like, 10000 Which was a lot of money back then, still, but, it like, it, it didn't break, like, 200000 with inflation. It was, like, in the 100000 or even lower range. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced, like, with, yeah, if, if you have a, if you have a, a voice and you want to say something, you will say something. Regardless of budget. And I feel that's where I have the issue with this film. The voice is like the specter of a, uh, a new direction we're going in, which I find nothing positive in. And like the mentions of the the fast editing technique and like the. I'm like, is this like a TikTok prototype film? Like are, are films going to become TikTok? Or they're going to be breakneck speeds, high, high cutting, high speed, constant uh, stimuli, we losing the memories of the world. Are my kids and grandkids going to grow up in a world without memory films being made and only this? Are they going to grow up at all? Am I even going to have kids? Are there microplastics <laughs> poisoning my insides right now? That <laughs> it's all for nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's There's a bagel serious. in the center of the universe. <laughs> and uh, isn't that heckin random? Oh. <laughs> Patrick, you, I mean, you, you say uh, money is secondary, but uh, the only way f to ensure that is to, you know, keep supporting what you already like, right? It's, a, it's the part of the system. That's the only heart, way. Though. Yeah, the problem is the, the concept that you have to support financially. Art should just be art. It should be made by artists who have voices. It shouldn't be like financial returns. I hate when those are included in like the success of a film because that's that's the market success of a film it's not the, the the narrative or the structure or the the communication aspects are in the film itself it's not if a billion people see it or 10. right well i mean like i don't know like think of like a movie like come and see like how would that movie get made then if, if people say well we have no budget to make this kind of movie how would they have made that film at that time? That's where that's where we need to. That's that's where the answer is beyond my reach, and I'm going crazy. We we can do we can do a Kaczynski anarcho primitivist return. But then that's other problems. Uh, there's always techno communism stuff people talk about, but that's just uh, to satiate our instinctual desires without any hard labor and work, which is intrinsic to the human experience it's i don't have the answers and this film doesn't <laughs> and no film currently does but i look forward to hopefully someone making the film that at least talks about the answer and if someone wants to make it they will make it because then yeah. it will be made well maybe it's already made and you haven't just you just haven't found it yet that's probably that's totally real too it could be in cuba and just because of trade embargoes i'll never see it <laughs> pat the pirate will always find a way to get his hands on it no, that's something you can never find yeah <laughs> it's like the uh how many licks does it take to get to the center of a duty pot you know mm -hmm. i mean it's the only way to find out is to try it but uh has anyone ever found out? I'm not sure about that one. Well, mm -hmm. with that being said, um, yeah, I feel like we've all kind of shared our overall thoughts. Um, yeah, if you got this far, if you loved or hated what we had to say, definitely email us at layfilmpodcast.gmail.com. Um, follow us on Instagram at Late Zone Podcast. Um, yeah, write, write to us. I don't know. Like we've mentioned previously, uh, you can hate on our opinions too, or you can agree with them, or maybe you have a completely different take. So, with that being said, thank you again for listening to us. 
And yeah, we'll hope to see you next time. Wait. You are getting fat. And you never call me, even though we have a family plan. And it's free. You only visit when you need something. You got a tattoo, and I don't care if it's supposed to represent our family. You know I hate tattoos. And of all the places I could be, why would I want to be here with you? Yes, you're right. That doesn't make sense. Evelyn, Bishola, Gola. Let her finish. Maybe it's like you said. Maybe there is something out there, some new discovery that will make us feel like even small pieces of shit. Something that explains why you still went looking for me through all of this noise. And why, no matter what, I still want to be here with you. I will always, always, want to be here with you.